from cycle to moped to car. Credit for me learning to drive these goes to my best of friends. Some at the expense of their own vehicles. Today, let me pay a tribute to their finest gestures of standing with me in this journey of learning to make a vehicle move. In one of my earlier episodes, I had described in brief how both of us brothers learned to ride a bicycle. We were both in fourth or fifth standard. The joy of riding on the pedal and then putting legs in between the rims or frames of the cycle and then sitting on the frame and finally reaching the seat. I have gone through all these step by step. But since I taught my brother how to ride, he used the wrong side to hold the cycle because I held the cycle from the right side for his balance. That awkward way of pedaling in between the triangle rims is still, I think, one of the best moments of my life in learning something awkwardly. Today, I think of how could you do that? Almost acrobatic performance. Then we had a cycle of our own, an old rustic one which we painted ourselves. The Hercules bicycle was so old that it was almost crumbling. During these days, a classmate, Sanjay Agarwal, used to bring a brand new BSA cycle to the school. We used to envy him. I studied in Ferdo Samrat school, which is now inside the army cantonment area. Today, no schools allow students to go out of the premises during the school hours, but we were allowed. So I borrowed this brand new BSS cycle every day during the lunch break to go to Hanuman Mandir to drink a cold glass of water. It was not water that my aim was. It was to drive the bicycle for half an hour across the empty streets of cantonment and enjoy the ride. When I was in 12th standard, two friends, Jacob who is now in the US and Pinakin, they both brought sports cycles. I used to ask rides in these very often. These were the objects of desire then. Owning a sports cycle with a curved handle was a fashion statement. To climb and sit in the seat of that cycle itself was an achievement. You felt elevated. My first upgrade from a cycle was a Luna. No, no, not owning one, but just riding. My classmate Atul used to bring Luna to school. When we were pedaling cycle in the middle of the day in the hot sun on the way back home, he used to zoom past us. So to impress some girls, I asked if I could borrow Luna for the Christmas night to attend a mass once. Because we had uniform for schools and we hardly ventured out for any functions, I had only a few shirts to wear. I was staying at Naroda then. The small rooms at my home turned into heat chamber during summer. It was impossible to sleep under a fan inside the room. So we used to sleep either on the terrace or on the outla or were on the outside. One night, my neighbors saw a person sitting near the bed where my father was fast asleep. We raised the alarm and the person just zoomed away. He was a petty thief who was searching the key to barge into the house. There were a number of robberies during those time. Ebi, another friend, was staying bang opposite to me. When we woke up, we realized the thief had stolen a brand new shirt from somewhere and had kept it on the wall before searching for the key. It was commotion and he just vanished leaving the shirt for us. We opened the shirt and so it fitted no one else but me. This blue shirt came handy for me to show off during a Christmas night. So I borrowed the Luna on the Christmas Eve and along with Abby made myself into the church. I really don't know how I could impress anyone because the Luna was parked somewhere out 
and it was dark. But we came back late night home and by morning I was supposed to return it. On the way at a place called Betak, a state transport bus in front of me put a sudden brake. I also applied both brakes but since the road was filled with sand, the Luna just dragged to hit the bus from the back. The driver of the bus did not even realize something had hit it. But the Luna's headlight was completely damaged and handle was banged. Fortunately, I did not suffer from any bruises. Now how to repair it? I did not have a dime to go to the repair shop. The only way for me was to say sorry to Atul. Both of us were very close. In fact, I spent an entire year with him at his wooden basement house in my 12th science to study together. An entire year without much success for me, of course. There was no tuition then. We taught each other. Many of my dinner and most late night snacks were prepared by his mother who died just a few years back. His house was just 2 minutes from where this happened. I went with an embarrassed face without saying anything. Asked him to come out and showed the damage to him. I can repair it if you show me the service center. I told him. No, he told me. I thought for a moment, is he going to ask me for a new Luna as a replacement? You just leave it here, don't worry. They will take care of it. He told me. That relief was much beyond words. If you had asked me to get it repaired, I had to beg for funds because my parents had no idea about this entire Christmas fiasco. Atul was lenient enough to give his luna to me even after this. We still remains the closest of the close friends. After a few months, I realized I cannot ride a geared scooter. There were driving classes for cars, but no one taught scooters and bikes. It was this time that Elbin another classmate brought a scooter a bajaj super i shared my concern with him of how i will learn to ride a scooter one day after the church service was over he offered to teach me scooter at the kankuria lake road on leaving the clutch and the first gear the scooter would jump in the air this happened a few times when he taught me so elvin took control of the clutch stretching himself to the front his hands it looked to me then was longer than i knew but he was struggling to hold it after half an hour or so i got control of it the road was empty and so i was not facing any traffic but by noon people and vehicles both began to appear on roads and i got scared i was not prepared for it but elvin was confident that i was all set to ride the scooter myself so he got down and asked me to drive it alone i was already scared and this made me double nervous But I took the challenge. I think I might have gone around 100 meters that suddenly a set of school children crossed the road. I saw it and so did Elvin. But I got so nervous that I forgot where the brake was. I could not find even the clutch. The scooter jumped up and down and I was approaching the toddlers. I was pretty sure that I was going to hit them. I have to anyhow stop it. So I veered through the footpath and crashed it against a lamppost. The front portion was damaged but again I escaped with no harm. By this time Elvin arrived. He saw the scooter front portion banged against the post. There was no damage to the structure though. Only the body bangled. He could not stop his laughter seeing my circus just before the crash landing came. I looked at him and thought whether he was crying or laughing. Again no money for me to pay the damages. I will have to beg from my parents. 
He dropped me at the bus stand then and we behaved normal. I was prepared to take a bill for this anyhow. So I asked how much I have to pay for the damages. Nothing, he said. Such things happen. If you want to learn it now, take it and learn before I get it repaired. After many years, it was time to buy a car. I had not learned driving. Much before me, friend Benoit had bought the car and also learned to drive. So one day, as I was sitting beside him in his car, I suggested to him that I need to learn to drive. He reverted, never learn in your own car. Absolutely, I agreed with him. I'm not learning in my car. I don't even own a car. I'm trying to learn in your car. He was stunned, especially after having known my two previous learning attempts. It's a different matter that I never did that. So driving a four-wheeler was the only professional way I learned any vehicle. The instructor taught me not to drive, but how to survive during a trip. While driving, if you come across anyone trying to cross, just don't look at their eyes. If you do, then you have to stop because it is a signal that you are allowing them to go. If you don't, then you have a priority. Also, there are rules to be followed like keeping a distance when you wait at the signal. But don't do that here. When you go to a foreign country, you can adhere to the rules. If you do that here, then there will be a thousand scooters and a few hundred rickshaws. In that space, you kept as a safe distance. So always drive the way or river flows. Just occupy the space. Don't stop at pedestrian crossing to allow people to cross. The vehicle behind you doesn't know your generosity. They will bang your back. People here know how to cross without any signals. Always blow horn. That is the only way people here understand or respect you. It may be a sign of protest in some other countries, but we blow horn even when we sneeze. It's an expression of everything. Joy, frustration, victory or just like that. During night, always put beamer. But sir, won't it blind the incoming driver? I asked. Exactly. That's what you need because they don't use dipper at all. And last but not the least, though you may put on side indicators, there is no guarantee that someone behind will respect that. So is the case with the vehicle in front of you. He won't show any side indicators, but will turn any side on his whims and fancies. And always beware of rickshaws. They drive only to create scratches on other vehicles. And always remember, if you don't have scratches on your car, you have not driven enough. Never get into an argument on the road. So my friend, he concluded, Indian roads are miracle places. Even God has no idea how it is managed by the drivers. Good luck. When I brought an old Maruti 800, the color resembled that of the shirt the thief left for me. I had finished my driving classes and also had a license. But I had never driven a car alone. I had always instructor sitting beside me. So I took the delivery of the car around 7.30 in the evening and paid the money. The agent reversed the car to the road and gave it to me and wished me good luck. It was as if I was driving a battle tank. I sat at the driver's seat, not knowing how to drive this vehicle home, some 14 kilometers away, and that too in the peak time traffic. I decided to wait for an hour. By around 9, there was some respite in traffic, so I took the challenge again to drive. But I had never switched on the headlights during my driving classes because it was always during the day. I struggled to find how to do it. So without it, 
I started driving. I felt I was dragging the vehicle and if someone was holding it from behind. Slowly, I reached home and realized I was driving with the hands brakes on. As I said in the beginning, contribution of friends in my progress in driving a vehicle is priceless. That is the reason all my classmates during my early schooling days still remains the best of friends even today. With yet another nostalgic moments, see you next time. Thank you.